Good morning. Hi, beloved. I just want to begin by forgiving somebody. And I don't know if it's somebody who listens to my podcast, if that's what this is called, (laughs) my chatting with you. Uh, But things sometimes come to me in really unusual ways. And I was at breakfast with someone yesterday and somebody walked up to our to where we were sitting <laughs> and we were talking about having been at church, you know, and and I wasn't going to say anything about me being a pastor. I'm just, you know, yeah, we were at church and they were like, "So what what denomination are you?" And uh they were like, "I'm non-denominational." And I said, "You know, we're we're probably interdenominational like where we all of the not all of the denominations are welcomed, and that's a little bit different than non-denominational. Different movements. One of them is more ecumenical in nature, where you have a conscious joining of all of these groups that have mm, some strong definition. Let's say you know once a week communion, once a month communion, that kind of thing. You know sprinkling, immersion, baptism, that kind of thing where those people are finding their way together in Christ, fi- just finding finding ways like the 120 in the upper room, amen, to, well, just let the Lord, Lord have his way. Like, how do we do this, Lord? Okay, so that's my understanding. That's my heart for interdenominational ministry. And I said, yeah, we might be interdenominational. And she goes, well, you're scripture-based, I thought, what is that? I'm like, church is scripture. Like, Jesus is scripture. Like, I'm not sure. I just, I felt myself in the midst of like a conversation that was about to be, you know? And I was like, huh? And she's like, yeah, well, I mean, just from what I heard, you know, she said, there are these people, or she said, these churches or these people, they think, what'd she say? They think that they're called. They think that they're called. And they, uh, she said, they talk out of their, experience they tell stories of their experience and then they find a scripture to make it fit and she goes well that's what I've heard and I I cannot explain it the emphasis and how it all kind of and I'm not saying it was the Holy Spirit I'm not saying that the Lord told me but I felt aware I was like that is Praise Jesus. That is the, that's the criticism that somebody that you love very much has chosen to lob against you. And it just so happens this person told us what church they were going to and the person that I love who, whatever, you know, um, goes to that same church. And, and even looking at the person who was talking to us reminded me of that person. And, and so I had a moment with the Lord and I said, Lord, what do I do about that? If anything, you know? About a year ago, um, a friend of ours was praying with Greg. And I don't remember what they were praying about. They were probably praying for Greg's health. And then our friend said, and Lord, and I don't remember the details, you know, Lord, stop, stop these, stop this idiot or stop these idiots from talking about Terrell and they don't know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Greg came to me and said, hey, honey, you know, such and such said this. And I thought, my life is so, like, tight. You know what I mean? Like, I go to work, I go to church, um, I come home, 
I live in a little village. Like I don't have people that I'm even in contact with that, that are like, I don't have any of that grist, you know? And I'm like, I just don't need this. So I asked people at church, I'm like, you guys, please pray for me. And then people are like, am I the idiot? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Like if you're asking me that, then maybe you should pray to the Lord about stuff you're saying. I mean, I, I didn't realize people thought, you know, that their words were not, were not edifying. And eventually, praise God, I felt like, hey, guys, let's be united. You know, uh, let's not speak ill of the world. I mean, let's not speak uh, ill of the church, one another, me, yourself. Let's let's be united. And I'm inviting us, you know, to talk through anything that might be troubling us or even just that we don't agree with or we have questions about. Okay, moving on. So I felt like I had now, again, because I didn't know if this was coming from the Lord, but I was highly aware that it was something that was kind of being dropped in my lap. I, and I saw a very specific like face. I'm like, I, and I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, I don't know where to go with it. Like, I'm certainly not going to go to the person. I don't think I pray for them. Lord, I forgive them. I pray that you heal me in my heart and aware that I may be just unaware of how I feel, you know, and that. But then I had this beautiful sense, like, you know what, T, number one, they don't, I mean, that's, and this has nothing to do with whether they talk to that lady or not. This is more just the, almost like the, I can't explain it. I I used to be at a church and I could hear a lot of flack, you know, and then I would be around people and I could actually see the stuff that I could hear just having a gift of like a word of knowledge, that kind of thing, just aware. Um, somebody told me years ago, God would show me what was in people's hearts. And that's an incredible blessing. Uh, but if something is sort of in your direction, it can be really, you just need Jesus. <laughs> you just need Jesus, right? So I realized that the thing that they were saying wasn't true. I'm not somebody who, you know, just thinks I'm called and tell stories about my experience and find scripture to boot. I I truly let the Lord lead me and um you know in my my learning how to do what I am doing, there's been a a process. Amen. And I've sought to really trust God in that process. And I'm th- I I'm reminded of Christian films, you know, how they take a while, you know producers to to find their groove to find their zone you know but you you're kind of an alexander campbell fool for god guy that started the disciples of christ you're just allowing the lord to have his way and trusting he's going to bring it all together and it's going to be better than you know than the small beginnings anyway i looked at what felt like a bit of a a dig and again, one more time, not saying that that person that I met yesterday was even connected to the person that I saw, but it was very much a sense that this is something that that person's carrying or has in the past carried around to other people, you know, with their own stuff, dealing, finding their own way, you know, finding their way on their own way in the world and using their mouth in ways that I pray in the name of Jesus, they're using it to bless. And I just right now declare that. Okay, so... I remember being a 
somewhat, uh, well, I remember just being, having a great time talking to people, but then learning, okay, this is how you do sermons, right? You do this, 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 and so trying to do that, not really remembering, you know, and then I remembered sculpting sermons, because I'd get really excited about something that God was saying, and I would want to share what he was saying, and it was just packed with scripture, packed with points, packed with things, and and it was like, okay, so I don't want to be a fire hose, Lord, please help me. I don't want to feed oatmeal, you know, help me. And and my beautiful husband said to me, I was going to preach, and he said, at a church I was serving at, he said, honey, give him a, I'd already written a sermon, right? I'd already worked on it and everything. He said, give him a story. Just, just give him a story, because you don't even have to look at your manuscript or your sermon, you know, just, just talk to him. And I thought, oh, you talk to, like, you, you try getting up without having, like, oh my gosh, are you, at that point, I was so text dependent, my goodness, the thought of getting up without having, you know, a piece of paper, I'm like, oh my, no, 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 I mean, God's real, and God's got me, but that, no, 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 we were taught to prepare, and this, and that, he's like, honey, just tell him the story, I think this is around Thanksgiving, that this happened. And then my mom, the very same morning came in and I said, Hey ma, you want to hear this? And I, I read her, you know what I was, and she looked at me, she's like something like, yeah, and you might even want to. And she basically said, you know, tell stories. Uh, so I, I was obvious, like you might not want to offer this as read, you know, as written, still learning, right? Learning. So I get up there and my folks were in the were in the audience. I don't know if Greg was there or not. I don't even know if he was in town. I'm not sure. I don't I feel like he wasn't. But so I get up there and I, you know, I do my sermon. I have my manuscript and I walk in the middle of the room. And I remember before I start speaking. This is also before um I was aware of the way that the Lord works in me to give a word, you know, how he brings things together, uh, while I'm standing there. Uh, and I remembered this little baby boy that I had met the night before. I think that I was preaching like the day after Thanksgiving. And I remembered this little boy and I was so touched by something that had happened with him. And I just shared it and I could feel it. We were all together. I don't know if I even looked at the manuscript. I don't even know if I looked at it. I just talked. And then I went back afterward, and do you know what? And I wouldn't, I almost feel like the person I was talking, okay. Anyway, I went back to look at that manuscript, and I had covered almost every single point, if not them all. And I just thought, the grace and provision of God. So now, praise God, um, I do a lot of just trusting him because that's what he's wanting me to do. And, you know, there are other pastors who do this, but I've noticed at least one incredibly famous pastor. I've noticed because I've, in the last couple of weeks, I've been watching sermons. Interestingly, he actually has the sermon up behind the people so he you know he even said once he said you know hey can you can you speed that up or something like that can you 
I want to move on to the next point. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's like, he's literally reading it. Um, and so he's able to say such, oh my gosh, complex and wonderful. I mean, just creations. He just makes these creations. And I, it's like you get to go on this great trip with him, you know, it's so fun. Well, <clears throat> the Lord is integrating all these different aspects of bringing a word to people you know there's your research there's your greek and your hebrew you know there's the text itself of the bible and what the lord has said before you've gotten this message amen and there's the word that you're being given whatever that is and then there's just what's happened that week there's what's happening with your people and what they're asking about there's there's some there's a a um a, a beautiful um, me- melody of things. I think of the movie, um, oh, what's the food movie? And, they says, and he's mixing these two foods together. And he's like, oh, taste that. Isn't that marvelous? And that's what I feel like sometimes when I'm speaking, that I almost feel like God is, like I almost feel drunk in his presence, right? While I, I'm sharing because I'm watching him flow, flow the water, flow it. Um, whoa, you know? Okay, flow it into wine, you know? So I want to forgive this person because I kind of have a sense they haven't spoken to someone, they've spoken to a bunch of someone's. And they and I'm sure that they know that my heart is for them, but for whatever their reasons and they're walking through, they I'm just not that's not my business. But I, I declare in Jesus' name that I will not hold a grudge, I will not fret, I will not try to trace back, you know, and that's not true and did it. Um I will not go beyond this declaration and I will lay this down. At the feet of Jesus right now, I will lay this at the altar and I will literally sacrifice this, meaning I'm, I'm casting this care upon the Lord and I'm, and I'm asking you, Father God, to allow this to go into the ground and to come up as something else. Um, I've been teaching in church for us to declare, to speak things that are not as though they are, to not be... Um, just a passive watcher of the news, but to really, Lord, what are you saying? And to say that, amen, uh, to, to pray for and covering for the things that are going on. And some of what I feel that is, it's, it's taking the lid off or it's, it's pulling back the veil from things so that we're not deconstructing, but we're truly looking at stuff. And this is one of them. I really feel like this is a teaching moment that doesn't have to be just mine. Um, I don't know who the people are in your life and I don't know how easy or hard it is for you in these days, but the Lord said that in the last days, the people that you're challenged by are going to be the people in your household. And some of that may be because of the hectic nature of the things that are going on that when, you know, when the ship is, is steady, it's a, it's a heck of a lot easier to be steadfast. Amen. But when things are rocky in circumstances or when there are questions and people are 
are contending for their peace, um, you may ha- you may have experienced somebody accessed by the enemy. You may have experienced somebody um, in a funk for a season or whatever. That's up in your sanctuary, you know, the sanctuary of your home, amen, of your physical earthly home. I want to invite you to be very intentional and conscious about it. Sometimes we get these paper cuts and you move on with life. You're like, you know, whatever, you know, Lord, that's on you or, you know, take care of it and bless them. And you move on and then uh, in the pile up, then you might explode, right? In the pile up and you might feel weary from all of those things and you might just begin to see life differently. You know, or if there's a theme, you know, I don't know, incompetence, greed, fear, um, I don't even know, whatever. I was thinking incompetence might be the thing that I was, I was wanting to expose, you know, because that was the thing that had me not want to go up to the podium. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. And when it's gone well, I wouldn't have been able to tell you how that happened. So without having a formula that I'm following, without having like dance steps, I'm putting my feet in, I, I'm not sure how the ham fat I can trust me to do well. And then there's God being amazing. And he's like, yeah, that's right where I want you. (laughs) I want you dependent upon me. And I want people to see me. Not that I'm not important to the Lord. Amen. But he's wanting them to see him as I'm speaking. And, And praise God, I had somebody from church yesterday write me. I think it was yesterday. And they just said, hey, at every single moment that you spoke, it was just Jesus talking to me. Well, that's a prophetic word come true. Years ago, somebody said, hey, people are going to see him. Like, you'll be like a, a glass candle holder. There's been all sorts of words from different people telling me that. And I didn't know how that would be. But yesterday, I was so excited. I was writing people, hey, you might want to come today. This would be a good day to come. And I'll tell you what, I've got like drools right now. A person who came, blessed my heart like you would not believe. I don't, it may be 10, 15, 20 years since they've been in church. Heck if I know. Um, but I was just so happy uh, I because of what God, I believe, is going to do. Um, praise God, because God is just awesome, right? Whatever church has done to you, amen, God stays the same. Uh, so anyway, um Whoa. So anyway, I don't know what your mm, your world looks like, and if it's wonderful, you know. If oh, if Gregory Wayne comes in here, it's going to be super loud, and I don't really want to stop and write do this over again. Okay, praise God. So, um, look at it. You know, if if you are aware of maybe not even just somebody saying something about you, you know, that might be more an issue with people that are more not targets, but just more in the 
in a public eye of some kind. You know what I mean? Somebody who is standing up somewhere and so other people can look at them and observe and criticize her. You know what I mean? That thing. It may not be your situation, but it, it could be even something somebody says to you or something that you overhear. But but wherever you have, where your heart's been stung or you've gotten a paper cut on it or, you know, where you felt it kind of like, you know, that, ugh, that, that kind of quiet, sad sigh, like, gosh, like a grief, like a soul grief. Um, I'm going to ask you, like right now, to bring that to the Lord. Bring it to him. And you might think, well, I mean, it's just not a big deal. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's fine. I, I'm right with you, right? I want to agree with that. But I think I think that God can bear some fruit here that's surprising. You know, it says in the Bible that he'll cause everything to work for your good. Meaning he'll literally cause your challenges, your trials, your tribulations, your tests to bear fruit for you so that you you have plunder coming out of this stuff. Well, what I'm seeking to say is while you're here, even in the midst of somebody, like right, like if somebody today, you, you're in, you go to church or whatever and you're like, whoa, that is so not okay. Right there, right there, I want to activate you. I want to, I want to encourage you into some kingdom. I want to offer that those people or that person or that organization or even if it's not something like is directly at you it might be your political party it might be your family it might be right your gender your um what is it you know your uh, your age your your race or ethnicity or nation i want to invite you to say to yourself okay i'm gonna look at this and then to the lord okay Speak to me, Lord, on this. And look at them. Like, don't, don't turn away. Don't be intimidated away from relationship with somebody or with a situation or with a group because of something that's transpired, because of... Because of something that somebody's done. I don't think I can pause this. What you got? Oh, um, I was going to say let's pack up the Scrabble board. <gasps> I love it. And go grab some breakfast and yes. coffee. And yes, absolutely. Head to the park. We're doing it. Can we do it in 10 minutes? Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Whoa, I love it so much. Go, go. It's delicious. So, I don't, so, do you love my husband? Because I do. So. Who are you talking to? This is a, I'm doing a, like a, like a podcast oh, thing. Oh. Amen. So, and it's about, it's not really about offense. It's, honey, it's about not being intimidated when something's against you. Like not, this is where I'm trying to go right this second with you. Not, don't turn away. Don't. Don't be, don't be broken because that's happening. And don't even, don't even attach it to the person or the group or the organization, but recognize, right? There is an enemy of our souls, right? And everybody has had issues or challenges or whatever concerning that. So start to, start to pull back the veil of the situation, Beloveds, I feel like this is so kingdom. Start to 
address it like David with Goliath. Start to look at this like Abigail with David. So Abigail had a husband named Nabal, who his name means fool, right? He behaved in ways that were not becoming. But, you know, that was her husband. Well, when David came, her husband had offended him. And he was he was ready to take her husband and, you know, the horse he rides in on as well. And Abigail grabbed some bread and some wine and some, some food. And, and she brought it out to him. And she basically said, Lord, you are blessed of the Lord. Don't let my husband offend you. God's got great things for you. And David said to her, basically, you have kept me from doing something that is foolish. He, in a way, he's saying, you have, you have protected me from being infected by what your husband just did. I'm actually going to go forth in the calling that God has on my life because of your wisdom. Thank you. And God took out the husband that was between the, the man and, and God. But David went on to be king. And then David came back and married her. Abigail became like his second or third wife. Wow, right? She did not go, oh, I can't believe he said that. Now what are we going to do? Okay, guys, you know, batten down the hatches because David's coming. No, she went right to him and was like, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that that happened. Like it, it, rather than it being this, okay, here we go. Thank you, Jesus. Rather than the enemy winning. Rather than the enemy winning. Uh, a year ago when somebody said, you know, oh, Lord, stop, you know, this idiot or these idiots from talking about Terrilyn. I was like, why do I have to hear this? Like, why, why does it have to even be in my life, you know? And, and I'm just thinking, why do, why do I even have to be conscious of blah? Like, I don't even want that. Well, what I believe is, so do you ever feel like, ugh, why do I have to hear this news? You know, there was a wildfire or there was a, you know, a flood or, you know, this person was criminal or it's like, ugh, who wants it? Right. And haven't you heard? Don't watch the news. Don't even watch it. Well, I remember when I didn't watch the news at all and my parents were like, you need to know what's going on. And I'm thinking, do I? (laughs) This is a long time ago. Do I really, you know? Um, Because I'm feeling pretty good not knowing it. But beloved, why? Why would you not turn away from that junk that someone is sending? Or that you're hearing about? Or the news? Why? I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) You can make a difference. Anybody who's out of alignment, amen, needs love. Needs forgiveness. Needs mercy. Needs prayer. Needs intercession. Needs help. Needs change needs a break, you know, needs a vacation, needs cheering, needs a reminder of who they are, needs, they have a need. And instead of being offended, or as I was going to say, instead of being hurt, like broken, like brokenhearted, you can be energized. Now you don't want to blow off your heart. You don't want to blow off your hurt. If you need to grieve, or if you need God to bandage you him in if you need comforting or if you need to be convinced of what they said not being true if somebody if that's an arrow that has come at like a chink in your armor if you literally feel like you got hit i'm hit you know um then then take the time that you need to address that and when you're able go into that now you might not go to that particular person or those people or that group but go in in prayer. 
and pray for them. I remember somebody coming to my door, and we're almost done. I remember somebody coming to my door at seminary, a guy and his wife, and they were like, we are so upset. And I'm like, okay. Like, I had no idea what my role was in this. I'm like, okay, what's going on? This person or these people, they did this, and it was a real wrong, right? They did this, and this is the... <laughs> okay, will you pray for us? Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, I'll pray for you. And and what I ended up praying, and you know, I wasn't planning, right? I didn't even know they were coming over. I remember I prayed that he, I think he was an angrier of the two of them. I prayed that he would, um, praise you, Jesus, uh, laugh. No, no, no. I prayed that he would bless I guess it was a guy, maybe. Pray that he would bless that guy and that he would pray to the Lord for that guy to have laughter, to have joy. Like, so I was experiencing, so I, you know, I can sometimes feel people's pain. And so I was taking on sort of a burden of what they were feeling and experiencing. And then I was traveling through that and I was, I was, I was walking into the realm of forgiveness and then through forgiveness to, restoration and restoration to blessing lord i you know lord i even pray that da, 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 da. and he was like yeah no <laughs> he was like yeah the guy i was praying for yeah no i'm not there huh and i don't remember all the things that he said but he was like i don't desire good for him well that's okay um the lord is is blessing us all with lessons in love right? Lessons in his identity, lessons in his gifting to us and bringing us into his family. But just know that the stuff that happens that comes at you has an intention. It's sent. Now the person or people or whatever, they, they may, you know, they're walking through their thing. They're, they've got their own journey. They're, you know, doing the best they can, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But the intention, the, the, the source, you know, the stuff, the, the one that sent them kind of a thing, that does not mean you good. And if it doesn't mean you good, it means you ill. And, you know, maybe it's meant to discourage you. Maybe it's meant to stop you. Maybe it's meant to silence you. Maybe it's meant to have you so nervous and anxious you don't stop talking. Maybe it's um, to keep you from hearing God, from trusting God. Maybe it makes you wanting you to be afraid of man, make you paranoid. I don't know, whatever. Make you so angry, so outraged, so furious, get you to hit somebody and get you to do what they're doing, whatever. Okay. But there is an intention there. And we are in this life and particularly like thus forward, um, whoever you are listening, I wish that you could have been in our church yesterday, our time together. Oh, the Lord is so, so good. Um, we're about kingdom, beloved. We're about bringing kingdom. We're about, yes, in our lives, you know, we are settling our promised land. We are all of that. Yes. But, but also we're coming with a message we're we are affecting right now we're affected we're touched but we're touched in the ways that everything's caused to serve our good and glorify our father and strengthen the body like we are literally come on 
we're growing up, we're maturing, we are, we are being completed, we are coming into our own, to our full stature. In your full stature, imagine a Viking warrior or Superman or Wonder Woman. Imagine someone so solid that they're not shirking back, that they're not, I don't know, that they're just straightforward. That's where we're all headed. Because, because as children of God, we're new creations and we're, we're about things that are not fearful or doubting or rebellious or, you know, caught in the briars or, I don't know, in petty this is and that. That's just not who we are. So as we are coming forward and forgiving and declaring restoration and blessing and continuing in whatever it is that crushes the darkness that sought to shadow or overshadow us, beloved, we're overcoming. Beloved, we are overcoming. And I was told, last thing I'll mention, I was told by my beloved prophet, I want to say he's my prophet, right? We got, got the person that prays for you. This is my prophet. I just love this man. He said, you are an overcomer. He said, and you're going to go up mountains that other people will be able to follow you in. Isn't that cool? So this is a mountain that's super fresh for me. And I just want to love you and say, allow the Lord in the heat of the moment to show you your salvation that you might shine with it even to the warming of the hearts of those who are cold or distant or aloof or freaked out or even to the healing of the nations, even to like the moment that something's going on, not just two weeks later, you know, no, right here, right now, almost like a, I'm, I'm, I just saw a Western shootout, you know, what are they called? A, uh, there's a word, a we- showdown, shoot, shoot down, you know what I mean? Dun, 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 dun. You know, a duh. Uh, dude ran, ah, there's a word, um, you know, Elliot Ness and Doc Holliday and I'm seeing John Wayne and there, you know, I wish I had the music, uh, Bonanza Gunsmoke where the black hat's not the situation. It's not the lack. It's not the stress. It's not the um, person. It's not the people. It's not the organization. It's what's trying to send them it's what's intended against you well beloved what are you bringing what are you packing come on love joy peace patience gentleness kindness faith self-control humility um perseverance long-suffering um there's some things that are not in that sort of nine fruit list or you know um grace, mercy, that there's so much tasty that God is that you have. He's in you right now. And there are rivers of living water that are meant to flow from you. So uh, there's a guy that says that when, when you get squeezed, let Jesus come out. Amen. And what I'm seeking to say to you is that we don't have to be crushed or depressed, or defeated, or even um, disheartened. If if everyone was three years old who does the stuff that they do, we would just feel like a teacher. 
Oh, if I could just get a witness on that. If everybody was, you know, just feel like an element or a nursery school teacher. If everybody that was doing that was an infant, we would just feel like a mother. Amen. I hope you caught that. Mercy. We are vessels of hope and mercy. Mercy to be received. Mercy to be given. I bless you. And I love you. And I pray that you have an awesome morning in the Lord. Happy Sabbath.